0: Welcome to The Female Leads. I'm Ava Hartling, founder and host of this podcast. Canadian author Margaret Atwood said something that really resonated with me. Powerful men are known as born leaders and powerful women as an anomaly. Well, I created The Female Leads to help change that perception, which is why on this show I speak to inspiring and powerful women about their journey to unlocking their own potential. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on the platform of your choice and give us a good rating. It really does make a big difference. Follow us on Instagram at thefemaleleads and visit thefemaleleads.com. Our guest this week is Michelle Bilodeau, a Canadian journalist and green beauty expert. Michelle honed her editorial skills working at some of Canada's leading magazines including Flair and Fashion. Today she makes regular appearances on CTV and CBC, and she collaborates with different publications to provide her expertise on all things green. You can also follow her super interesting blog called The Echo Edit. We're doing things a little differently in this episode as I wanted to download Michelle's incredible knowledge in the field of green beauty and get you to benefit from her tips as well. Check out our Instagram to see a list of all the brands and products recommended by Michelle during this show. I've been a journalist for over 15 years
1: now, which is bananas to me to think about. Um, But I graduated college in the early 2000s Mm -hmm. and as part of my um, program, I had to get an internship at a magazine or and I actually tried to go into PR and couldn't find a public relations intern um, or company to take me and uh, but then I also on a lark applied to Flair magazine Wow and um, I had had I had done a little bit of modeling in my late teens and I had had a connection who knew the fashion editor Mm. at Flair so I got my uh, resume in front of the fashion editor and she gave it to the copy editor and I ended up um interning at flair for four months it was like a full-on full-time job i was working 40 hours a week at flair um also working 40 hours a week at a restaurant to actually make money and survive (laughs) so i which i could only ever do in my early 20s yeah um and then yeah so i ended up working at flair for almost five years oh what wonderful yeah i was lucky enough that they were they were looking to hire someone at the time and it just kind of blended in and was there for about five years and then left to help launch an entertainment weekly magazine. Mm-hmm. We tried to be like the Us Weekly of Canada. Unfortunately, we were only on newsstands for about ten months. Okay. Um, and then, thus began
0: my freelance career. <laughs> <laughs> well, that must have been a really interesting experience, though. It was. It a was a new magazine. Yeah,
1: to launching a new magazine was amazing, and the team was really great. Um, and then losing that magazine mm-hmm. was also a really. Interesting experience um, and a crazy learning experience for me because I had always I'd had a job since the time I was 15. Mm, so right. for the first time in my life, I didn't have a job and I didn't know what to do. Right. Um, so I, you know, started freelance writing a little bit and creating, and then also relied a little bit on my service industry experience and went mm. back and was, you know, hosting and all that kind of stuff just to to make ends meet. Um, and then it just led me to a lot of a really like other amazing experiences. I've worked at fashion magazine for two years. Um, I was the editor of a custom content magazine for a couple of years as well. I landed at the kit as the digital editor mm-hmm, for a couple mm-hmm. of years. So yeah. I've been able to really... I've been very fortunate to to kind of move around a little bit and make a lot of connections in the industry and have a
0: lot of really great working relationships in such a small industry in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. But was it? Did you know you always wanted to go in fashion, or did that happen by chance when you landed the internship?
1: Um, it was. It's so funny. Like looking back on it, it's really funny. So I, as a ten-year-old, we had a pool. So I was, you know, preteen girl spending my summers by the pool and. I would spend my allowance on Flair magazine. Okay. And I didn't really think of it as a career choice necessarily. And when I was in high school, I was kind of waffling between psychology and journalism. Mm. And then in my final year of high school, I did the um, the yearbook program. And I really just kind of fell in love with layouts and captions okay. yeah. and all the, you know, kind of mm-hmm. the things that are glossy in a fashion magazine mm-hmm which was not very glamorous in yearbook, but I did really fall in love with with that idea. So that kind of led me down the journalism path as opposed to doing
0: psychology. Yeah. How interesting. Yeah. And when did the interest in green beauty come about?
1: So I've always... That's kind of hard to pinpoint, to be honest. I've always been interested in green beauty. Um, it really culminated, though, in... 2011 my father was diagnosed with leukemia mm. um, and leukemia is a purely environmental cancer right it's not hereditary it's not genetic it's mm. from your environment um, and my dad was my dad was a, a supervisor at Chrysler so he always was around mm. car chemicals he oh, loved yeah. cars okay. um, we had snowmobiles like I had my own snowmobile when I was 12 because my dad loved like tinkering with old old um, you know, old machinery and, and fixing stuff up. So he was always around that kind of stuff. He was also a smoker. So that probably had a little bit to do with it as well. Right, right. Um, so when my dad was diagnosed, that really obviously shook me. He ended up passing away about 18 months after mm. his diagnosis. Sorry. Um, But we were able to have lots of conversations, mm. um, which was amazing. And I, I'm really fortunate that I got to have those chats with him before he died Um, And one of them was, you know, my parents didn't really understand the fashion industry. They didn't know why I was so enamored with it. Right. But one thing my dad told me to do was to be a disruptor. He wanted me to do things a little bit differently. Mm. And I didn't know what that was for a long time. Um, Obviously, after he passed away, I was, you know, very heavily grieving for Mm. a couple of years. And I mean, it's still it's easier to talk about. Um, you get used to talking about it without getting emotional. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not, it never gets better really. Yeah. 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 Um, but the idea of talking more about clean products, um, really started to really kind of came to fruition when I was pregnant. Okay. So there was that feeling before I got pregnant or before I was even married that, I wanted to do something. I thought green beauty would be kind of the path. And then when I was pregnant, I was just like, like, why am I waiting on this? This mm-hmm. should be what I should like. This is what I should be talking about mm-hmm. in the industry, and and I should be trying to change people's minds or show them that green beauty isn't all about, you know, hemp products that are very like hippie. There are really effective green mm-hmm. beauty products, and the yeah. industry is also changing, mm. um, especially in Canada. We're very lucky to have a lot of amazing green natural beauty brands. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just was a, a,
0: a long path, but a progression, for okay. sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, and you said you always were a fan of green beauty anyway so it's something that you were already kind of living in your in your daily life yeah exactly and what does being green and I assume you 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 also kind of follow the same guidelines in other areas of your life maybe I'm wrong but typically people who are fans of green beauty it's a it's a holistic approach yeah it's not just in one category so what does being green mean for you um it's yeah that's such
1: a good question (laughs) it's it is a lifestyle. It's hard in our day and age, I think, to be fully green. Mm, yeah. I know I could be better, mm-hmm. um, but I try to be as green as possible. I am very strict when it comes to recycling, composting, yeah. and garbage. Yeah. Um, my husband makes fun of me actually sometimes (laughs) because I'm so strict about it, but now what's nice to see is that he actually asks me before he puts something in the recycling, if he's unsure, he's like, does this go in here? And I kind of guide him if it is, if it does or if it doesn't. Um, and yeah, just a bunch of other little things. So I, I wrote a a blog post last fall about, um, I no longer use tampons or pads, Mm -hmm. so I've gone uh, with a diva cup yep. for my period yep. and then I also use period underwear. Mm. Um, so from oh, from I'm curious Thinx, to know about that. Yeah, so mm. there's an American brand called Thinks. Yes. They're yes, great. Yep. And then the Canadian brand NYXwear. So NYXwear okay. I use more for lighter days mm. and then Thinks you can use for a little bit uh, heavier okay. days, medium heavier days. Um, and I love, I love that option. I actually feel like my periods are healthier. Yeah. I don't know if it's just like a placebo effect mm-hmm. but... I actually do feel a lot healthier around mm-hmm. my period, which is amazing. Um, so, yeah, just little things. I carry a, a reusable tote bag with me everywhere I mm-hmm. go. Um, I try to remember to carry my reusable utensils with me. So yeah. I have bamboo utensils. Mm-hmm. I have a steel straw, stainless steel straw. Um, so just little things like that, mm-hmm. really. I'm, and, you know, when we're at the grocery store, it's a bit harder to to fully go plastic-free. Yeah. Um But I'm trying to get us to buy a bit more stuff in bulk and... And really just reduce our, mm. our plastic consumption. That
0: that upsets me specifically because I try to buy mostly organic and, and fresh, you know, produce, but even my health foods my health food store, anything that's organic yeah. is wrapped in plastic yeah. because the, the produce is typically more fragile. Yeah. And I'm like, that defeats the purpose. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Don't wrap everything in plastic.
1: Yeah. But I think, you know, we're getting to a point where there are a lot of people that are voicing their opinion against yes. plastic. There are a lot of, you know, the the EU I think just came out and said mm. They mm-hmm. want to be plastic free in the next couple of years. Yeah. Um,
0: so we're getting there mm-hmm. slowly, but surely. Yeah, And in terms of beauty products, mm-hmm. so does it mean that you, uh, it's typically the ingredients that are found in the products you use, mm-hmm. you want to use something that has as little impact on the, on the planet as possible? Yeah. Uh, how, what's your general philosophy when it comes to specifically beauty products?
1: So green beauty is, it can be quite confusing for a lot of people, um, and fair enough. I think there are no, um, we know that there are no real regulations when it comes yeah. to beauty ingredients mm. and whether or not they're actually green, sustainable, organic, mm-hmm. all those kind of keywords. Um, so for me personally, I take a bit of a moderation approach with it. Um, there, we know that there are certain ingredients that are bad. We right. know that parabens, right.
0: sulfates, uh, phthalates, petrochemicals, those are bad. And unfortunately, um, they're still found in many products that yeah. are on the shelves. Exactly. They're very prolific. Stores. They're
1: used all the time. Mm. Um, so my <clears throat> my main rule is I steer clear of them mm-hmm. as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say about 80% of my beauty wellness kit is either all organic or mm-hmm. very clean, but um, I also noticed that for me personally anything that's too heavily fragranced with synthetic yes. fragrances right. really bothers me. Right. Um, and that happened the more I started using more natural products. Mm. Anytime I smell something synthetic now it's really really strong. Mm. Um, it's more noticeable. It's more noticeable. Yeah. So green beauty is for me really about just being a bit more aware of mm. what is in my what are what ingredients are in my products and just trying to be a bit more thoughtful Mm -hmm. um i try to use a lot a lot of canadian brands as i mentioned earlier we're very lucky we have a lot of amazing green and clean beauty brands in canada um so i'm trying to use those as much as possible help promote local Mm uh businesses and then also just look for brands that are effective yeah so in order for people to really get onto the green beauty train, the products actually have to work.
0: Yes, and that's one of my pet peeves also. Yeah. And I, I, w- I was men- mentioning when the, I sent some questions your way. So I've started doing this, and I've, it's a couple of times now that I try, yeah. so doing a switch to natural deodorant. And that is a challenging thing to do because really when you're is. used to those highly chemical, you know, aluminum-based uh, deodorants, which are highly effective, but then going to natural, which is not as, you know, performing, Yeah, and um, it can be very challenging.
1: It can be very challenging, for and sure. And I've seen that with
0: makeup as well, because yeah. obviously, you know, chemicals make makeup the right, you know, the right color, the right texture, mascara that lasts forever, but we all know that's not necessarily very healthy. Exactly, and I, I think... Technology is, is slowly catching up. Mm. So the more that
1: brands are investing in organic or more naturally sourced ingredients, um, the more technology is moving forward. Right. Um, so a lot of brands don't use synthetic preservatives anymore. They're starting to use more organic preservatives. Mm. I think beetroot is one of them. So there's they're starting to look towards botanicals and florals and see how those how those ingredients naturally protect themselves and okay. go that way for preservatives, for example. Right. So there's a lot that, that is coming out all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I really find interesting, and this is happening on the fashion side as well in terms of sustainability, but a lot of the beauty brands are talking to each other mm. and they're sharing what they're learning. They're That's not great. keeping things yeah. um, just to themselves.
0: So the R&D gets spread around and more more companies. Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: And yeah, so green beauty is, it's a bit hard to kind of define. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of break it down into three categories and this is just my personal, um, this is just kind of how I look at things personally. So for me, Clean products are the ones that um, really don't use the, the chemicals or the ingredients I mentioned before, so parabens, phthalates, et okay, cetera. Okay, they're really bad stuff. They're really bad stuff, yeah. So those to me are clean. There are some synthetic ingredients mm-hmm. that are safe. Right. Um, so it's really just about knowing what you are not comfortable using mm-hmm. um, and steering clear of right. that. Um, so those ones are kind of the bare minimum for me. Green. My idea of green beauty takes that a bit further, and they use more organic, all natural ingredients. Okay. Um, they might not be a hundred percent all natural, but mm-hmm. you'll see a lot of brands come out with they're like eighty-eight percent natural, ninety-eight percent natural.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and or I most like most of the ingredients will be organic. Exactly. So yeah, the bulk of the ingredients are organic. They maybe have one or two synthetic ingredients. Sometimes it's a fragrance. To right. be honest, a lot of the times brands still will use a synthetic fragrance. Mm. Um, there's a really great company, a Toronto-based company called Cake Beauty. And Mm -hmm. I love Cake Beauty. And a lot of people don't realize they're vegan. Mm -hmm. They're pretty natural. Mm -hmm. But the one thing that they don't... She doesn't want to... She doesn't want to let go of fragrance because fragrance is such a big... Part of that brand. Right. Um, And so the fragrance is maybe it's, it is synthetic, but to me it doesn't like, it's not overpowering. Like I use her body lotions. I use her dry shampoo. It's a mild. It's a mild. Yeah. It's not one of those ones that's very pungent. Yeah. Um, And also another one, another brand that I think is a great example of green is uh, Caudalie.
2: Mm-hmm. So, yes love, love Caudalie love mm-hmm. and
1: Mathilde Thomas I was fortunate enough to have breakfast with her in the spring mm-hmm. I absolutely adore her I want her to adopt me <laughs> um, but she yes I, I want to live on the in the chateau right? that
0: I, I visited actually in Smith yes oh my goodness I'm so jealous and, and their story is fascinating because they yeah. literally use the byproduct of making wine so what's mm-hmm. left over from you know the natural grape yeah. and, and basically the skin and whatever's left after they've Extracted yeah. all the juice that they need for wine, and that's the base for their their beauty for products. The beauty products. It's so true, the whole it's so sustainable. Is extremely sustainable.
1: Yeah, exactly. And but she's the first person to admit that there is. Um, so she uses a, a vitamin B in a lot of their products, okay. niacinamide, and, and it's not. It doesn't occur naturally in nature. Okay. But okay. it's safe for human use. Um. So it's still in a lot of their products. Right. So her kind of ethos is where I. I put green into, right. they also donate 1% of every purchase to 1% for the planet. So mm-hmm. she, they are thinking very sustainably, yeah. um, as a large brand, which is amazing. And then all natural to me means just that every single mm-hmm. ingredient is hundred percent organic, hundred percent natural. Um, and luckily there are brands that, that have that, that ethos mm-hmm. and that are very effective. Okay. Um, Tata Harper, for example.
0: Yes. Is one of those brands. Yes. Love yeah. Tata. Yeah. What I also like about Tata is, and that was going to be one of my next questions, mm-hmm. is the packaging. Yes. So she makes nothing in plastic. Yeah. Everything's in glass jars. Yes. Yeah. Um, it does come in a box, but I assume the cardboard that they use for the box is recycled fibers yeah. and recyclable yeah. um, and and that was gonna be one of my questions because mm-hmm. there's a lot of green brands or clean beauty brands that still package in plastic today and yeah. um, and we know there's a war against plastic but we also have to know that not all plastic is bad necessarily i mean mm-hmm. you do need a container when you're making a beauty product yeah and i know there's a lot of debates in the industry about you know glass you know because we will you know the tata harper jars it's great yeah. it's in glass but do we actually reuse them or recycle them. That's what I keep wondering about. So what's your take on plastic versus glass?
1: Um, I I prefer glass, Mm -hmm. obviously. But there's also... You have to look at it in terms of weight. So glass is heavier than plastic. Mm -hmm. Um, So when when the product is being delivered, if you're ordering online or wherever you're getting it from, unless you're getting it from her mm. farm on Vermont, yeah, um, there's a carbon footprint with that bottle exactly, as well. Exactly, because so, the, the
0: air travel yeah. or the, the whatever, whatever mode of transport the cargo's coming by, it's definitely, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly. So, I, I mean, I do prefer glass because it's recyclable in mm. most municipalities. Um, so, yeah, I... I I do look for products with minimal packaging. I Mm -hmm. think being a beauty editor though, it's really hard because I have brands send me product all the time to test out Mm because they want me to write about it. Um, And it often comes in a lot of packaging. Um, There are a couple brands that I really love what they're doing right now. So there's a Canadian brand called EVO Mm -hmm. um, and she is relaunching her cosmetics line. She's signed a deal with, Her name's Brandy Leafso, and she's really, really amazing. Um, She signed a deal with Aurora, which is one of the big cannabis companies in Mm -hmm. Canada, and she's launching a cannabis-infused skincare line Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, in April. And what she's done above and beyond that is they're now using hemp in their packaging. Oh, that's amazing. So they've reduced their plastic by about 40%. Okay. um, And I feel like that will eventually go even bigger Mm -hmm. i feel like once they get things once technology kind of advances where hemp can be used a little bit more readily Mm -hmm. in in products or in packaging um i feel like that will excuse me go even further and then body shop funnily enough Mm. so they um they were one of the brands that came out very environmentally friendly from the beginning i haven't i haven't really dug into their ingredient Mm. list lately but I do like what they're doing in terms of packaging. So Mm. they just launched um, a really amazing face mask. Face mask with their Drops of Youth line. Okay. Uh, Drops of Youth is one of their serums, Mm -hmm. and their face mask that they just launched is uh, 100% biodegradable. Oh, that's amazing! So the sheet mask itself is
0: biodegradable, which is fabulous. Wow! So it's not you don't have a piece of plastic that you're throwing out. Exactly. Mm -hmm.
1: And they've also partnered with um, a company in India that uh, employs people to go into um oh my god what am i i'm blanking on the word but they go find plastic and then they recycle it so a oh, lot okay, so okay. body shop yeah. is now starting to use like 100 percent recycle salvage plastic, yeah. plastic mm-hmm. in okay, their okay. in their packaging
0: yeah exactly that's so interesting yeah we'll look into that yeah
1: hmm. it's i can't remember what
0: it's called it's something I should know this, but I'm blanking for some reason. <laughs> Sorry. Don't worry. Um, that's super interesting. So let's yeah. talk about your own beauty routine and some yeah. of the brands that you prefer using. Yeah. So walk me through what you would do on a typical morning. I have a very long
1: list for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: It really it varies depending on what products I'm testing and and I will add that
0: you have amazing glowing skin so (laughs) whatever you're using is working (laughs) thanks
1: thanks Um, so it's yeah it really varies but these are kind of like my this is my top list Mm -hmm. Um, so I do love Tata Harper's products so uh, her floral essence is really amazing hydrating it's a toner that I I love using I don't have it right now so I'm kind of missing it (laughs) Um, and she also has an aromatic stress treatment Mm -hmm. so back when I was in office I I mean I still get a bit stressed but <laughs> i find the office environment is a bit more stressful so i would always put that on when he needed it okay um goop has their exfoliating instant
0: facial i'm so, glad to hear that because yeah. i'm seeing a lot of advertisement and obviously influencers pushing the goop line yeah. and i mean i'm a big fan of gwyneth but yeah. i always wonder if the if the line is you know as good as it, what it you say. it's
1: mm-hmm. really good and the instant facial um i mean gwyneth is a She's a bit of she's a fanatic, obviously, because they're her products. But yes. She'll use it every day, which I think is a bit much for a lot of people.
0: I, I actually heard her talk about that on the yeah. podcast and she did say it was too much for the average person, but she's it is. she loves to have deeply exfoliated skin.
1: Yeah. Um I would tend to use it maybe once a week. Okay. It okay. leaves it will leave your skin red. Mm. Um so I only would use it at night and then put on like a super hydrating serum that over worries. top or even a hydrating mask over mm. top. Um, and then by morning the redness is gone and your skin is just like super glowy Mm. and baby soft it's really great um she also has, it's called GTOX, and it's a Himalayan, she has a GTOX line, and she has a Himalayan salt scrub shampoo, okay. so it's Ooh. like a scalp exfoliator. That's interesting. And then it also, like, shampoos your hair. It's wow. really great. Mm. I didn't think, I was like, I got it, and was like, what is this? I don't know how I'm <laughs> yeah. going to use this. Like, I didn't think it was going to be anything, and yeah. actually, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. It's really good.
0: I'll give it a try.
1: Yeah. And then Caudalie, again, I really like their Vino Perfect Serum. And I really like, they have a beauty elixir as well that's similar to the Tata Harper spray. Okay. Um, it's a toner that I really like. I'm obsessed with Bite Beauty's Agave mm. lip mask. Mm-hmm. I, that's the only lip balm I put on my lips at any time. So I have the regular one for night. And then I have, I think it's the maple flavored one mm. for day that I'm obsessed with. Um, Kula does a really great Mm -hmm. Rosilience SPF 30. Okay. So it has rose stem cells in it. So Mm. it's really calming to the skin, especially right now in winter. My face is like Mm. around my nose is all red from blowing my nose and all that crazy stuff. Um, There's also a really great, have you heard of Sella? No. So Celine Tadrisi is the owner of Hamam Spa at King, okay. uh, down on Kingham, Portland. Oh, yeah. And she just launched her own line last summer. Mm. Um, and it's very clean. I wouldn't. It's not all natural per se, but it's, it is very clean. And okay. all of her ingredients are sourced in Canada. Um, she was really inspired by Canadian ingredients, which I found really mm. fascinating. So she has what's called the Essential Balm. And it's really thick um, and kind of oily. So I put it on my skin once or twice a week Mm -hmm. at night after doing a bit of an exfoliating treatment just to... It's very, very hydrating, Mm -hmm. but greasy. So you wouldn't want to put it on during the day. Yeah. But she also has her Essential Face Moisturizer, Mm -hmm. um, which I found a bit too light for winter, but I really liked it back when I was using it in the fall. And Mm -hmm. I had gone on vacation with my husband as well and really liked using it. We Mm -hmm. were down in Mexico, so it was really like a nice, light um, moisturizer. And then I always fall back on Consonant, so their Mm -hmm. foaming face wash I find really amazing, Um, and their Hydra Extreme Serum Mm -hmm. I also really like. Um, Kaya Naturals is another really great Canadian brand. Their overnight dry shampoo I'm obsessed with. Okay. Um, So you just put it on at night and in the morning...
0: All the, like, grease is gone and your hair just looks... I definitely need to give that a You should try it. Yeah, it's so I'm a big so fan good. of dry shampoo, but I worry about all the bad chemicals that are in my dry yeah. shampoo.
1: So there's no propellants in okay. this one. So okay. it's okay. it's actually an air pump system right. that she uses or that she created. Um, and then all the ingredients are natural. Mm. And with I have very short hair, mm-hmm. obviously, so it's, you know, I have to keep... I don't wash it every day. Yeah. I, I yeah, go a couple days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And then what I also really like with Kaya is they do for different hair colors. So okay, there's a brunette, okay, okay. there's a blonde. So you would obviously love the blonde. Um, and I also love their deodorant. I don't know if you've tried their no, no, I have not yeah. tried that. I've tried many brands. I have I to bet. tell you. Yeah. I have not
0: given theirs a try.
1: I've found with natural deodorant, I've been using natural deodorants for about 10 years now. Mm. Um, I have to switch it up. Okay. So... I would try a new stick of something and it would work for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And then if it kind of doesn't start working, I'll grab something else in my cupboard. And okay. It, okay. Yeah. So I really find switching it up helps. Mm. The Kaya Naturals deodorant is great. They have a bourbon. Um, it's like a bourbon rose, I Ooh. think, scent. It's really delicious. Okay. I really like it. Um, and then I also love Fresh has great deodorants mm-hmm. as well. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've tried them. I have tried them. Yeah. Um, mascara is my is my thing. <laughs> I do not leave the house without mascara, mm-hmm. so finding an all natural mascara that works is mm. has been really hard. Um my favorite right now is Zora Biocosmetic. They're okay. a Montreal based brand mm-hmm. and they have created um, an all natural mascara that smells like strawberries. Oh. Which is a little like bonus. You don't really yeah. think that you want your mascara to like no, smell that's like it. I've anything. never smelled
0: my mascara putting yeah. on, but
1: um but plus. this one is it's really like inky black mm-hmm. and it stays on. And it actually washes off with water. Okay, okay. So you don't have to use any extra makeup remover yeah, 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 or anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then makeup-wise, I love Sappho. They're a brand out of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm wearing their CC cream today. Okay. And I really love their foundation products. I love RMS's Uncover Up, mm-hmm. um, and then in terms of fragrance, I love Seven Virtues. Oh yes, so, yeah. yeah. I have their vanilla woods um, okay. that I, I put on every day, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, that's, that's kind a, of my list. That's, that's a big a list. Good lineup.
0: <laughs> and are there any uh, specific like trick beauty routines? Mm-hmm. Are you into the dermal roller, mm-hmm. or are there is there anything that you add to your routine every morning or every night?
1: I wish that I could say yes. I just, I'm so lazy.
0: (laughs) I'm like the lazy beauty editor.
1: Um, I do love, Province Apothecary has, um, they're another great Mm -hmm. Toronto-based line, and they have the dry brush for the face. Yes. Um, And if I ever get two minutes to myself in the morning, I try to do it. the dry brush. Yeah, Yeah. I try. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always happen. Um, But my favorite trick is to do an exfoliating mask um, and then do a hydrating mask on top. Okay. okay. Yeah. So I love kind of doing like a double mask that way and mm-hmm. just like really taking off a layer of skin and then
0: just hydrating, hydrating, hydrating. Yeah. 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 Especially in winter, I would, and I agree with that strategy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: It's such a, it's a good winter, mm-hmm. winter
0: boost for your skin for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, and let's talk about uh, kind of natural ingredients that are all the rage now that mm-hmm. are hot. I think obviously CBD is one of them you mentioned uh, a new brand that is uh, that is launching this spring yeah um so what makes CBD so great for skin so it's not
1: it's CBD but it's also cannabis Mm -hmm. um so cannabis in general hemp as well uh they come from the same family um they're high in antioxidants, and they're high in essential fatty acids. Mm-hmm. So they're very, very hydrating to the skin. Right. Um, they also allow some beauty brands, um, whether it's altruistic or they're just doing it for marketing purposes, but they allow beauty brands to be more, um, to be vegan. Mm. So there's Milk uh, Cosmetics, for example, in the US, and they are not necessarily, they're, I would say they're clean. I right. don't think they use um, terrible ingredients. But um, they're not necessarily all natural, but what they've used cannabis, um, I think it's cannabis seed oil that they're using, they've used it as a replacement for beeswax. So now they can classify themselves as vegan. Oh, great. Um, So cannabis, I think that's definitely a star ingredient that a lot of people will start hearing more of. There are, you know, some brands that like Herbivore has um, a cannabis infused or a hemp infused serum. Mm. So there are brands that are coming out. Body Shop has had hemp in their line for twenty five years. Yeah, pioneers. Exactly. Um, Yeah. So hemp and cannabis sativa, I think, will be great. And and as I mentioned, not just for ingredients, but also for packaging. Hemp is really it's a sustainable it's it's a sustainable crop. It Mm. uses a lot less water than cotton. Let's say. Um, so it's uh, it will definitely. I think there's a lot of innovation that's going to mm. come out in that arena for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and then also just ingredients like turmeric
0: mm-hmm. oh, um, big fan of turmeric for yeah. smoothies or golden milks
1: exactly it so I, I love for it beauty. for Volition Beauty is a new brand that just came out and they have a, a turmeric um, scrub face scrub Ooh. and I really like it it's mm. supposed to help kind of glow, like with a little bit of a glow and yeah. help with dark spots and mm. I have a lot of dark spots on my forehead and under my eyes from after my daughter Okay, um, <laughs> those good old hormones um, yeah so trying to get rid of those, that's that been really helpful. Um, and I think just going back to a bit more Ayurvedic uh, mm-hmm. rituals, yes. I think that will start cropping up in beauty that we're already kind of seeing that. Mm. Um, and then ingestibles. So mm. collagen powder, mm. I'm working on a story right now for a publication um, talking about collagen powder. And They have done clinicals. Um, There are actual studies that have been done. So collagen can help with um, repairing your joints, Mm -hmm. can help with repairing uh, tissue in your stomach, so Mm. stomach lining. Um, And then it also helps replenish the collagen that we lose as we get older. So by the time we hit 40 our collagen is down 25% and we start wow. losing a percent, I think it's about a percent a year Wow. Um, of the amount. So peak collagen is like mid, early mid twenties. right? And then we start losing it as we get older. So it's a good idea to so it's take good it as idea. a supplement. Exactly. So there's a lot of great supplements on the market that, um, they have it in powder form and you can just put it in your tea mm-hmm. or coffee or a smoothie or yogurt or however you want to use it. Um, And if you use it every day for about five months, it's supposed to be super helpful. Mm. Um, And then you can take, you know, take a break from it and go back to it kind of thing. But that's kind of what I'm
0: hearing from the experts that I'm talking to about it, the nutritionists and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Well, and I do think that's a big part. I mean, you know, you are what you eat. And it's, there's no point we could be using the best all green, all natural ingredients on our skin. But if we're eating, you know, junk or not eating well and not getting our, our vitamins and our fresh ingredients, then it defeats the purpose yeah
1: exactly you really want to nourish your body and your skin from Mm -hmm. the inside and i think we're that's where we're kind of going that marriage of wellness and beauty Mm -hmm. um as an industry is really starting to yeah to come to we see it with goop for example she's got
0: all the uh, the ingestibles as well yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah very interesting um Actually, to go back to CBD for a second, Mm -hmm. because I did read on your blog, you were talking about CBD specifically for menstrual cramps. And I've read a little bit about that, haven't tried it myself, but I'm curious to know what you think. So again, in that category of that power ingredient that can cross over as something you ingest or something that you use on your skin with benefits in both cases.
1: So we're seeing cannabis as I think Carly Stojic calls it a mega category. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, she's nailing it. Like it's, it's this ingredient or this um, this plant is really going to cross over into a lot of yeah. different industries. Yeah. So whether that's product packaging, whether that's beauty ingredients, whether that's health and wellness, um, medicinal uses, therapeutic uses, it has a lot of uses. Mm. So for myself personally... Um, if I have terrible period cramps, if my daughter's awake, I rely on a CBD tincture that I put under my tongue. Okay. Um, and it takes my period cramps away within minutes. Mm. Um, if my daughter is asleep, Mm -hmm. then I will probably either vaporize some flour or smoke Mm. a joint, depending on what I have on hand. Um, but what's really amazing to me is I used to get very intense cramps mm. in my stomach, but also the ones that kinda of go down into your legs. Yeah,
0: I get the same ones. Lower back, yeah. legs, exactly. all that kind of stuff.
1: Um and I would find that like mydol or Advil mm. would take away kind of the pain in my
0: stomach, but I would still have that lingering the radiating pain. Radiating yeah. pain, exactly. I totally agree. I also hate the side effects of, you know, Advil or exactly. I can't take Advil anymore. I feel like a Yeah. A we need to get you some C B D because it mm.
1: honestly, like I didn't know that this existed, mm. and now I'm like, I I'm a, I will preach until the cows come home. Um, it is a wonder drug. Mm. It is really, really fabulous, and it takes away that radiating pain mm. for me as well. Yeah. Um, I know cannabis can scare a lot of people because mm. it is a, an unknown for sure, and it varies from person to person how yeah. it works.
0: But um, I think the mindset is changing, and I think exactly. that's why legalization is actually great in Canada. Because yeah. and there, I've had guests on the show to talk about the stigma around women and cannabis. Yeah. Where especially when when you become a mom, you know we think of lighting up a joint as something we did in our teenage years. Yeah. And you know some women in their thirties or forties are not necessarily comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. And if you know if you are great, but for many of them there's this stigma around the image of cannabis consumption. Yeah, but even exactly. now there's alternatives on the market. So what you're describing exactly that
1: yeah exactly and i like people kind of know me in the industry a little bit as the mom who smokes cannabis because i've been writing about cannabis now for about two years Mm -hmm. i've done lots of tv around cannabis um because i do find i do think it's that perfect cross between wellness and um and health and Mm. now it will also be in beauty um But I still don't smoke in front of my kid. Right. There's still that stigma. I'll drink a beer in front of her. That's funny. Um, I don't know when I'll get there, but Mm. I will eventually, or Mm. I might not. I don't know. Um, But it's that stigma is thankfully waning. And I think once people realize the amazing medicinal benefits Mm. behind cannabis... and how, you know, alcohol for me is, I can't really drink anymore. Yeah. I'm almost 40. Yeah. If I have a I'm couple of beers, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm like the next day, I'm just, I don't feel very yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but if I if I smoke a joint or if I have an, have an edible with my husband mm-hmm. or with friends, the next day I feel fine. And I can that. parent and yeah. I can, you know, I, I'm myself. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want my kid to see me hungover and yeah. not not behaving like her mom, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a really wonderful industry to watch mm.
0: as it's growing, for sure. Well, and the, again, the health benefits are, are amazing. And now we know a little bit more. And that's, again, what's great about legalization is the product will be a bit more controlled. So yeah. we know its source. You know, we know it's free of pesticides. We mm-hmm. know if it comes from organic crop. And yeah. um, so I think that's helping change uh, kind of yeah. the mindset around around everything.
1: For sure. And I think what's also really amazing about legalization in Canada is we'll now be at the forefront of research. Mm, so yes. there's a lot of research grants that have already been put out. Uh, I know UBC has a big research grant um, that's cannabis specific. Mm. So in two years, we're going to really start seeing a lot of clinical evidence of what cannabis can do for people and what I'm also working on another story that's on <laughs> cannabis, um, and what's interesting is cannabis can affect men and women differently. Mm. Um, so we have our endocannabinoid system, yeah. which is the the system, our receptors that react to when we consume cannabis, the endocannabinoids in cannabis. Um, for women, it's believed that we have more endocannabinoid receptors in our body than men, mm. and it is also believed that a majority of those receptors or a bulk of them are centered around our reproductive organs. Mm. So it makes sense yeah. as to why that would help with period cramps, as exactly. to why that would help with endometriosis. Yes. Um, and it also helps with sexual health as well. Mm-hmm. There's a THC lube. There's lots of THC lubes that are out there that help women have better orgasms right. or feel more comfortable during sex. It just, it brings a bit more blood flow to the area and it mm. really can help women Enjoy sex a lot more,
0: and it's a very interesting brand. I'd be curious to know if you know mm-hmm. of any in Canada. I was reading up about Foria yep. Wellness. Um, I think yeah. they're based in California, yeah. uh, which you know does amazing things in yeah. that in that category.
1: The uh, Canadian brand that I've actually used and tried, and it's mm-hmm. amazing, um, is called Bast. um, and it's founded by three really amazing women who are Mm -hmm. in the cannabis industry and just all around badass entrepreneurs
0: and i love women in cannabis because it's still most companies are still run by men so it's very interesting when it's actually a woman yeah
1: there's a lot of amazing women in the cannabis Mm -hmm. space that
0: are going to do some great things yeah when we talk about those big bad ingredients, the very mm-hmm. terrible ones that we want to stay away, how can we make sure when we're choosing a product that they are completely free? And I mean, yeah. we, you know, looking at the label obviously is, is a good first start, but sometimes yeah. it doesn't reveal everything. Um, how can we make those? Those decisions, those informed decisions. Yeah, it's a great
1: question. It's hard, and I even find myself I get a little bit stuck sometimes. Um, so I rely on an app called Think Dirty. Oh. Okay. So it was created by a Canadian woman, and it's based on David Suzuki's Dirty Dozen, um, which, in the grand scheme of things, is you know twelve ingredients that are are toxic. Is, right. It's important, but there are a lot more out there. Mm. Um. But this, but Think Dirty has over one point one million products that they've reviewed. Wow! Um, so you can look it up either by product, or mm. you can go in and if you're reading an ingredient list and you see an ingredient and you're not you're sure not what sure. it is, um, you can look up ingredients and mm. find out whether the ingredient in its in and of itself is bad, um, and you can even do a, a, a big just a Google search to yeah. see. And if you see yeah. something you don't like, then then stay mm. away from it. Um, but I think yeah, just being a bit more aware. Because those ingredient lists, it's like you're trying
0: to decipher a different language. Mm. Like, they're so... Exactly. The and sometimes it can long. be kind of a variation of a known ingredient, but you have no idea. You yeah. know, they add a couple of, you know, IDs at the end of it, and you're not sure if it's good or bad. Exactly. Yeah. So just kind of trust your gut. And if you don't know or you're not sure
1: about what an ingredient is, rely on an app like ThinkDirty. I love the or, app. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, We've covered that a little bit, but can you tell me about some women leaders who are doing amazing work in the natural beauty? Category? Yeah,
1: um, my ultimate is Rosemarie Swift mm-hmm. from RMS. Mm-hmm. Um, I've absolutely, I've interviewed her only once, but I really enjoyed spending time with her. I think she is so badass. She is a beauty truth teller to the nth degree. Um, She would tell the story better than I would, but the gist of her background is she has been a hair and makeup artist for decades Mm -hmm. um, and she started feeling not like herself. She was tired all the time and and had no energy and just didn't, um, was just feeling sickly all the Mm -hmm. time. So she went to, I think it was a friend of hers um, who was a physician and got her blood tested. And he, actually, sorry, not a friend, because he didn't know what she did for a living. Okay. And when he came back after analyzing her blood, said, are you in the beauty industry? Wow. Because he could tell from the amount of chemicals Mm -hmm. and the types of chemicals that were in her bloodstream that she was Mm -hmm. in the makeup and beauty industry. Mm -hmm. Um, So I find that really telling. Yeah. Yeah. And so she is very vocal. um, She's very frank. And she she I just love her approach to beauty Mm. so she has you know really great products that are very very effective Um, but she will also talk about the fact that you know sometimes if an eyeshadow creases it's because it's supposed to crease right Um, and you just kind of blend it out again and keep going (laughs) right like it's it's not the end of the world if you get a little bit of an eyeshadow crease kind of thing Um, so I really love Rosemary Swift Tata Harper mm-hmm. I have not had the chance to sit down with her but I also really really value what she's doing in the industry mm-hmm. I really admire um, her approach mm-hmm. and I think we have a bit of a similar story in the fact that her it was her stepfather yes. that had yeah. cancer mm-hmm. and that kind of guided her into the industry so I really um, really admire her and then as I mentioned Mathilde Thomas from Caudalie mm-hmm. she is just the epitome of chic French mm-hmm. everything and
0: I, I just adore her and it's, it's, um, yeah. it's no small feat, especially with, you know, France having some of the the world's leading beauty industry, beauty companies, but not necessarily the cleanest ones. Yeah. She really kind of started a, a revolution in the market. Yeah. with The product she created.
1: Yeah, exactly. And what's interesting too, and I don't think a lot of people know is, so the FDA in the States only has a list, I think of about 11 ingredients mm. that are not allowed in cosmetic right. and skincare right. products. Canada we're only slightly better. Mm-hmm. We have I think about three hundred and fifty. Mm. Over in Europe they have over fourteen hundred yeah, chemicals. More advanced. They're yep. much more advanced than we are. Mm. Um, and I think that, you know, it really is due to brands like Caudalie mm. who are out there who are doing so well um, and who are, are sharing their knowledge and, and pushing for
0: transparency when it comes to yes, beauty that's products. Key. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm. yeah. yeah, so those are my three. Yeah.
0: Um on a slightly different angle mm-hmm. what's your definition of beauty what's my definition of beauty um i'm french canadian
1: so i very much i love the you know that kind of french girl beauty the idea of you know hair that's not too fussy but mm-hmm. looks pulled together and the idea of just you know clean skin and red lips or rosy lips and cheeks. I'm very I'm pretty pared down. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love seeing fashion forward stuff. I just don't often wear it. I keep, yeah. <laughs> I try to keep it very simple. I have a couple like bright aqua eyeliners that I'm gonna try <laughs> and play with, but I don't know. Like I might use them once and then mm-hmm. and then be done with them. But I'm I I
0: think I'm a pretty classic kind of French girl, beauty mm-hmm. girl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the ultimate beauty treat for yeah. you?
1: Um, the cold laser facial. Okay. So, Consonant does it, and then there's also the Freeze Clinic, and then I think, um, is it W Skincare? She also does. She's She does Lainey Gossips. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, okay. okay facials. Yeah. Lainey talks about it all the time on her website. Um, a cold laser facial. So, I did a series of them before I got married, Mm -hmm. um, and then you can kind of maintain after. Um, And it's just, it's like a, I I joke around, it's like three facials in one. Mm. They do like an intense microdermabrasion. They do um, a rose kind of oxygen facial, Mm -hmm. mini oxygen facial, and then they do um, the cold laser. And then they also do... um, different light treatments okay. so depending on how your skin is I think red is for anti-aging mm-hmm. blue is calming for acneic skin um, so it just kind of depends on where your skin is at mm. um, but I do really find a little bit of density comes back to your skin after doing a couple of treatments in a row and I even noticed my upper lip came back. So, you know, as you get older, yeah. your upper lip kind of starts to fade. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed my upper lip came back wow. a little bit. And and my dark spots really faded mm-hmm. using it. So it's, it's an all-around, like, just amazing skincare treatment. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's my fave. Mm, I'll have to give that a try. Yeah, <laughs> you should. So we have a couple of signature questions mm-hmm. on the female leads. And the first one is... If you could go back in time, what's one thing you would do differently or one thing you would change?
1: I don't know. If, like, there's not a specific event. I don't have regrets that way. Um, I think it would more so just be about my um, my confidence. Mm-hmm. I would try to not be so hard on myself. I still sometimes get a little bit of imposter syndrome where mm. I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know why, you know, why am I here? Why am I doing this? And then I have to remember that, you know, I am an expert to a certain degree and, mm-hmm. in certain things. and But I also take a, like, I still have a lot to learn approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I would just be like, try not to be so hard on yourself, kid. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're doing okay and you'll figure it out. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of the one
0: thing I wish I could say to my younger self. That's a good one. Yeah. And if we fast forward 10 years from mm-hmm. now, looking back, what's the one thing you'll be the most proud of? hopefully my daughter
1: Mm -hmm. um hopefully I'm raising an independent fierce little female human um and also just continuing to really try to do things differently in this industry and Mm -hmm. talk about things that people maybe aren't necessarily comfortable talking about or don't know a lot about just trying to help people find their way, I mm-hmm. think, um, whether that's green beauty, whether that's cannabis, whether that's, you know, something else. Um, but just trying to help help teach people um, mm-hmm. how to be their best selves, how to be comfortable, and also how to do it in a healthy way and, mm-hmm. and give people power and knowledge. Yes, I think Yeah, that's key.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah I think that would kind of, I
1: hope. I hope I can do those things.
0: (laughs) I think you're well on your way. (laughs) Thank you. And is there a book that influenced your life or your career or, Mm -hmm. you know, a book that changed your life?
1: Um, Life wise, it's Joan Didion's Mm -hmm. year of magical thinking. Okay. Um, So I read that actually while my dad was still alive. Mm. Um, And it just really, it helped me see that the grieving process is different for everybody. Um, everybody who's attached to that one person will grieve that one person differently because their relationship to that person was different. Um, And also, you know, I have a couple of girlfriends and we all lost our dads around the same time. Okay. So our processes have all Mm. been very different. Um, So it really gave me a sense of empathy for other people. And also when it first happened, there's this weird thing that happens where people don't really know how to behave around you right. and it gave me an empathy towards those people okay. because as much as I needed my friends and they were definitely there we're not really taught how to deal with our emotions in North America, mm. we're not mm. really taught how to process mm. um, our emotions and especially when you're sitting across from someone who you know is going through something so traumatic and mm. so deep we tend to shy away and clam up. So it gave me this weird empathy towards other people that I don't know if I would have had going through what I went through with my dad. And then post, after my dad passed away, I read Blue Nights, which was her Mm. book about losing her daughter not long Mm. after her husband. And that was also just a really eye-opening experience about what grief can be. Um, And then in terms of work, the, I just read the Michelle Obama book. And oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, she is so amazing and, and down to earth. And I feel like she had a little bit of that impos- imposter syndrome mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I just, I really found her fascinating and how she just really navigated her career and being a mother.
0: And yeah, it was all very empowering for me mm-hmm. to read that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Um... And to finish, is there a quote or a saying that you're known to repeat over and over? Yeah.
1: Um, I hope I don't cry saying this. Um, When I was in the hospital, after my dad passed away, um, I was standing in the hallway, and I just heard his voice. And he just said, it's okay, baby. And I try to... um, I try to just repeat that to myself. If I'm ever in a tough situation or I'm nervous about something or, you know, I'm on the social regularly. Mm -hmm. So I sometimes get nervous or I feel like I screw up when I'm on air. Um, and I just remind myself that it's going to be okay. Mm. Um, it's nothing is too detrimental that my life is over. Um, I can kind of push through and, There's a saying, Robin, one of Robin's lyrics on one of her new songs is, um, nothing lasts forever, not the sweet, Mm. not the bitter.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, So I really just try to just look forward. Mm -hmm. And if something's bothering me in the moment,
0: deal with it, but also know when to move on. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you so much, Michelle, for coming to speak to me on The Female Leads. Thanks for having me. Thank you to Michelle for such a great interview. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and give the show a rating. A good one, ideally. It makes a big difference. I'll be back next week with a new guest on the show. Thank you for listening.